yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still here after all these years, after all these tears I shed. Welcome back to I'm Still Here. I'm Larry. And I'm Heather. In 1998, I was diagnosed with stage 4 breast cancer at the age of 26. It changed everything for us, but I'm still here. Yes, you are. So, in this episode, we're going to be talking about um, how cancer maybe affects people's careers, their finances, social life, and maybe other things uh, as we go through this here. Um, or not. Or not. You know, I guess it does. You know, if you're making a decision because of cancer, then I guess it is. Maybe it's taking you down a different path than mm-hmm. uh, you would or would not have without it. So, yeah. I don't really know. Um, yeah. I think the kind of the thought process with some of this is just to... I feel like when we think about cancer, it immediately goes to like, are you healthy? Are you not healthy? Yeah. And then it also then goes to just kind of basic survival things. And it, and and there's this feeling that we should be grateful for mm-hmm. for our health, which is absolutely yeah. without we, I totally get it. Without my health, nothing else matters. I understand that. That's why it's the most important class in high school. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> I think you're biased. Um but but there's a lot of things that are affected by cancer that we don't talk about. Or, again, I feel like I should put a rosy spin on it. But sometimes when I think about it, I'm not thrilled that my career path did not look like anybody else's. I'm not thrilled that financially, um, you know, we just were... It was a, it's a huge setback. It's still a setback, mm-hmm. you know, and we are almost in one of the best positions. We have fantastic insurance. Mm-hmm. We don't have a lot of out-of-pocket type of things, but it absolutely has made a, it has impacted us, um, I think, in ways that, uh, again, I just want to talk about them because mm-hmm. I think it's okay to... <laughs> I think unless we talk about them, nobody will recognize those things. And I know that women, it's an, it's definitely a, another burden of cancer that then we even feel like, oh, but, you know, you're still here. <laughs> like, just be grateful. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about careers first then. Sure. So, you know, why don't, why don't you uh, refresh everybody on, you know, your, the beginning of your career? Yeah, so I'm an occupational therapist, and um, I worked full-time um, I first at a hospital and outpatient center, and then I really wanted to get into the schools, and um, and I literally was in the middle of, I'd been at a school district that I really liked, um, but I got a job offer in the district. That it was farther be, away. Yep, yeah, in our, you know, where I'd be at home, and in the that is exactly when I found out about the cancer was Mm -hmm. from the time that I resigned from my other job and accepted maybe at the same time, whatever. Um, I found out that I had stage four cancer. So let's now go back to before that, when you were with the other ISD Mm -hmm. and how do you think your career path might've been different? Not that you'd ever know, but been different. If I'd stage, you're saying? Well, no, I just, 
Just without cancer. Cancer never happened. Oh, without cancer. I think I think I probably would have tried to work part-time for a while while my kids were little. Mm. I had I was although the job I had just taken was a full-time job. Um, I think prior I was working four days a week. So I think there would have been maybe a little negotiation for part-time work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, when you work in the school system, every year you get a step. Every year you gain a year towards retirement. Every year, all of these things kind of accumulate, right? Oh, gosh. You would, you'd be able to retire I like would already, next year. I would already be re- able oh, yeah. to retire. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little game changer there. Yeah. So, um, and those are the, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's not the only thing, but that stuff just gets just kind of brushed under the rug mm-hmm. or at our age now in again in school systems everybody's talking about retiring oh i've got two and a half years oh i've got two months oh i've got this oh i've got this and they'll say to me what do you have and i'm like i a lot i'm not even gonna <laughs> i'm not even gonna get close to that yeah no you know what i mean like that's not even on the table right so okay so um you know other things that you enjoy career-wise, you know, that aren't occupational therapy, mm-hmm. are those possible because of cancer, though? Well, for sure. I mean, writing, speaking, um, doing this podcast, yeah. that is, but it, uh, financially, oh, yeah. it's not. <laughs> we love you guys, but... You don't pay an awful lot. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the checks. <laughs> We just spend money to buy stuff so we yeah. can keep doing stuff yeah. rather than the other Story way of our life right there. Wait till we get to finances. <laughs> but so, so yeah, there's maybe other options. Now, part of it is to, you know, I, I chose a career field that in some ways feels um, maybe, you know, sort of there's one, you can be an occupational therapist. That's my, that was my major in college. That's what I do. Now, mm-hmm. there's different ways to be an OT, but it's not like when you have a business, a business degree. degree and you kind of go, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And, mm-hmm. believe, you know, I have thought about how do I transition into something different? Um, but, yeah. but I, I, whenever I'm thinking about um, a job or anything, I am always thinking about my health first. No doubt. Which, no which, again, is just a perspective that a lot of people don't have. Not necessarily sorry they have it, but I think it's to such a level that it does impact, or it has, especially in the past, impacted what I would pursue. Because I need flexibility for appointments, and I was worried about, you know, time off for surgeries or blah, different things, right? Like, or, yeah, just... So you haven't even just so I mean you haven't even been at a hundred percent or full time right for a lot of years I don't know I've never gone so so my true path is that I went on disability first and um disability is a whole nother thing we can talk about that in a minute but I went on disability first and then slowly I started going back where you can make a little bit of money on disability whatever and then I finally I accepted a job that'll be 12 years ago um, but it was never a full time. So even mm-hmm. right now, I, you know, and there's like pros and cons to that in terms of, I just am not making this. I, I look at my peers and especially again in education, mm-hmm. what I make compared to what they make is like, yeah. Oh, yep. So it's a, 
So another part of careers, which we didn't necessarily experience, but I think a lot of people, they get diagnosed and they're in a normal job or whatever. Mm -hmm. They find that they can't do certain things that they might want to to take care of themselves because of insurance. Yeah. You know, because of this big insurance thing and, um, you know, that the big uninsurable word comes up and is talked about. Is yeah. I, your, 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 your options moving forward. I mean, with all of the talk about pre-existing conditions and all of that kind of stuff, like mm-hmm. there's nothing scarier than that from, from my standpoint, right? To be uninsurable. That's like, it just feels like we don't care. Good yeah. luck. Yep. You know, so, um, and, you know, I guess to talk about disability a little bit, like I did, I applied for it when I was first diagnosed and I was approved for it. You know, that's based off of what your earnings are, your, for your like top three years of oh. earnings, which when you're 26 and working in the schools, not yeah, super much. impressive, right? Yeah. And so I was on disability for probably, I don't know, maybe close to 10 years. But again, it just was like, it, it, we managed, but it was, we were eking through. We were not putting money away. We weren't doing anything. You know, it feels to me like kind of the cost of breast cancer, right? Like mm-hmm. where we could not, we couldn't, we could maybe hold our ground, but we could not gain ground <laughs> financially. And we can get into that a little yeah. bit, you know, the financial decisions that we've made. Uh, you know, as we have gotten raises over the time or whatever, we have chosen to spend it rather than save it. That's yeah. just the truth. I well, mean, that's it, fair. I yeah. mean you, you do have a pension coming. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> saying overall yes. what, you know, compared to uh, other people's kind of planning and doing that uh it puts a little bit different perspective on planning when you do have this metastatic disease hanging well over you your head. yeah i think because you always want to make memories right yes. like you when your kids are little and you're still worried about that you know you want to make memories and now we just realize that that for us is something we we really want to do and yeah so for it is kind of that YOLO. You only live once. We're mm-hmm. not going to wait for retirement because, no. my Lord, I, you know. And we're having awesome times and great vacations. And you know what? Those are our, that's our 401k <laughs> or whatever it's called. 403B. <laughs> that's for you. 4078. <laughs> uh, but no, that that's right. where that money, instead of going into there, pays for our vacations. Yeah. That, that's the truth. And I have zero regrets about it. And if that means I need to work for the next 20 years, okay. Yeah. As long as I can keep those, you know, vacations and doing that, I I am in no hurry to retire. Yeah. Um, I can retire in a couple of years. There's no way that's going to happen because I would go stir crazy here. Um, and you'd hate me. It's kind of it's summer. <laughs> We're around each other all, all the, the time. time right all the time. So, <laughs> which is not a bad thing, but... We, we uh, handle it pretty well. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. So even another kind of piece to that is that, you know, um, I was so young. I was like being 26, but also having a daughter, you know, so many people kind of build their financial future in their 20s, you know, which is a great idea, by the way. Great idea. 
But then I look at that and go, man, if I didn't have Sydney, like I, that opportunity would have been gone. Like there was no chance of me having children after being diagnosed. So all yeah. of those things kind of play into, I think, all of it, right? The the. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Once I found out about the fact that when you die, they just take your stuff. <laughs> This is the worst financial advice ever. Ever. But it's the truth when when you are in this, you know, with a metastatic disease is you don't have to keep up with the Joneses. And that's hard sometimes. And when yeah. everybody else is doing something for something, whatever, yeah. I'm, I true, and my peers all know this about me. I'm just like, whatever. I, I'm living life now and I'm having a great time yeah. and I have no regrets. Yeah. Not one on this because we do we go on awesome vacations and we, we also see have our kids some and, awesome people in our life who have made some of those vacations amazing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so. Just unbelievable. So yeah, but but it it none of them were the wise financial decisions to make or that kind of crap. Yeah, but no yeah. But until you've spent the amount of time that we've spent in a hospital or stared down the amount of doctors that we've stared down, like... Like, why do I want, you know, and it's, this, this is us. Don't be yeah, us. You can, you can do, you can do but, whatever you want. Yeah. But why would I want to have all of this money for when I'm 70 years old and can't really enjoy to spend it? Or... Yeah. And, and your I mean, kids just, are gone again, just, and they don't want to be on vacations with us anymore. And I'll, we're spending it now. Mm-hmm. So that's us. It, you, this, that's what this podcast is, is about what we do. And financially, we we make decisions based on what we want to do. Mm-hmm. And we'll figure it out later sometimes. We are a there's kind of also, spur of the moment. It also feels like there's such a penalty to have had, ha- like, it feels like my career was so sidelined <laughs> to me yeah. that it's almost, it, it does feel insurmountable. And honestly, obviously, there's some, you can tell, I think, there's some resentment to that, you know. I wouldn't, um, I just, I guess, people don't understand that, like, in terms no. of, like, all of that. And, and to, again, you look at us, you think, oh... These guys are normal. They've lived a normal life. They've all this stuff. Our our incomes did not keep going up, up, Neither. up, 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 up. No, but that's okay. You know, so. We have everything we need. And we have a few things we want. Mm-hmm. And we do awesome vacations. <laughs> I, you know, I'm staring at a map of the United States over there of places that we've been and uh, places we want to go. And places we want to go again. And that's awesome for us. Vacations are our thing mm-hmm. and our family's thing. And we we have a great time doing it. And that's a decision we've made that other things might not happen because of that. that right. That's what I'm saying. And so, so let's shift gears to socially a little bit. Okay. So... When you have cancer, mm-hmm. there's certain things socially that you should do, shouldn't do. And when I say socially, just that there's no cap on what that means. But it really has nothing to do with financially or a career or anything of that. Well, I think it, again, it kind of comes back to this, you know, 
the best way to fight cancer might be to, you know, eat perfectly, exercise, don't be overweight, don't drink alcohol. Like there's a million, right? All of these things. Yeah. Kind of, this is the perfect plan. And I did that. I was, I was pretty perfect for you were. a year or two, right? And then, and yeah, you know... There comes a point, and some people believe that there's all different viewpoints on this, but there comes a point where you choose, like, how am I going to live my life? You know? You and still have to does, enjoy. Does cancer own me, or do I, like, you know, who's in charge? It's kind of like who's driving, right? Cancer's in our car, right? Yeah. It, cancer's in our car of how we make decisions, financial, all these different things. But cancer doesn't get to drive, it might get to weigh in, you know? So well, a great example is we're, we're watching what we eat right now. We're yes. both a few pounds overweight, not terrible, but right. a few pounds overweight, which we would like to not have that. Right. So we've been exercising a lot mm-hmm. um, and trying to watch what we eat. And I don't know, was it yesterday? Mm-hmm. Yesterday. What'd you do? I went into town and I had dinner at Popeye's. I got a chicken sandwich. When I've been, I was like, yeah. that's what I want. And there's nothing wrong with no. that. But, you know, we tend to, oh, we feel guilty about some of those things. I had pizza last night because mm-hmm. I officiated a little. I had pizza and I'm just, I did only have one piece, which is the first <laughs> time in my life. Uh, but that's okay. And we talk about sure. even in health class with people that don't have cancer, anything in moderation, unless yeah. it's crack. Uh, is okay. You go go for it. You know, just keep it in moderation. And we sometimes we feel so guilty if we're not just toeing the line and following this path that it's the right thing to do because of cancer. Right. I think there's an extra added guilt from cancer. And I think yeah. the other thing is that other people will bring it on you. Oh, you drink? Oh, you this? I don't ask you if you drink. You know, like, get off my back. You Dr. Mariver, if you're listening to this right now, <laughs> we... fast forward 30 seconds. <laughs> she told us that you're only you're only supposed to have three drinks a week, which in most in a... times of our life, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Summer months. But in the much. summer around the 4th of July, yeah. and when you go to Key West... We, I'm we drinking might... water, by the way, right now. <laughs> So, but you know what? In moderate, we don't do that all year or a year round or anything like yeah. that. But but to but to, the the added guilt or uh, perception from I my doctor absolutely give me advice. She should yeah. she should weigh in. She's awesome. But you know what? If I'm talking to you on the street and you're saying, "Oh, I didn't think you were supposed to," go away. <laughs> You wouldn't say it to somebody else. Don't say it to me, right? Yeah, it, and it and it's truly like, it, it it is a balance of, um, doing what you should do to stay healthy mm-hmm. and living your life, to enjoying living your life. I should put that in there. Yeah. It's not just living your life; it's enjoying living your life. Yeah. Um. Now, again, if crack is what you need to enjoy living life, I'm not talking about that. There, no. there are certain things that do go above and beyond and are absolutely counterproductive to you beating cancer and uh, being healthy in general. Yeah, so, just, yeah. But those those other things, gosh, just do it. If You know, yeah. moderation. You want the chocolate cake? Eat it. 
Yeah. Don't, don't, don't kill yourself. Don't beat yourself up over those things. But you know what? Eat the chocolate cake and, and do another mile. <laughs> yeah. No, or buy a piece and not the cake. You know what I mean? That's the thing, too. Like, for me, if I have, you know, there's... Do another mile, too. <laughs> Just saying. You shouldn't earn your calories. Earn them. <laughs> earn them. Yes. Uh, I don't know. We just, um, I, I would love to talk to more people about how, like, especially careers or finances have been mm -hmm. an impact, you know, or how they've impacted their lives with cancer. I think, you know, it's interesting for me, there becomes... Especially when the cancer patient is the main breadwinner in the family. Well, or it's, and you know? is so young. Yeah. I mean, this is the other yeah. thing we talk. I mean, it's one thing if I were diagnosed at 55 or whatever the average age is again, like we talked about, I would have been able to retire at that point with a yeah, full pension. Right. Sure. That would have changed things considerably, right. you know, 26, you didn't even get an opportunity to have your career or in your thirties, whatever. Uh, it, it does make, really make a difference mm -hmm. to that kind of stuff and, and to know? speak to that a little bit that's the other a little bit of incentive for me teaching for another 10 15 years or whatever it is is we have great insurance and as yeah. long as we have great insurance wow that makes the rest of our lives easier yeah that we don't have to put all this money up front when it's we such go to a the huge question mark test. yeah to not yeah. To, you know <laughs> to I be able to access we would need dual insurance otherwise mm -hmm. right and even then i don't know that it'd be able to do what our and insurance we, we, does. we i pay a lot of money we for my insurance a lot, a lot. <laughs> and absolutely every dime's worth it because you have metastatic cancer that's why it's right worth it. now we'd be paying uh, the other way anyway Lord. and yeah. not being able to access the same amount no of doubt. treatment or yep. people but i what i was trying to get back to is like I think there's sort of there it becomes sort of easy to become sort of a victim with breast cancer and look be kind of like you should give me I should get you know what are mm. the free things what are the you know I don't know what you're talking about well so like I think sometimes because finances impact women with cancer um, they are some sort of searching maybe beyond other things for like uh, free trips or free this you know things that they might qualify um, for. And there's a lot of great programs out there and there's actually some financial assistance, you know, for people with going through treatment. Um, there's free trips. Yes. We never went on a free trip. <laughs> Sorry. So. Okay. Um, but I do understand, it does kind of, I understand how people kind of take on that victim role a little bit when they feel like they've lost so many things. I do too. Or, you know, haven't, yeah. Yeah, it's just not great. They should get a free trip every year. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. It, it's not fair. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you don't feel like that all the time. But it's not fair. I mean. Well, I do struggle a little bit with, like, should I just be happy with what I have? When, hmm. when I think about, you know, for myself and my personality, I think I'm really somebody who goes after things. And I have not been able to do that from a career perspective, you know? Yeah, right. And I, it, it, it definitely, um, 
I mean, it's had a huge impact on me and mm -hmm. how I feel about that. And yeah, yeah. like, I don't know. And then just having to think, oh, I should just be grateful. Well, <laughs> right. Know. We, we want to feel good about the things that we've accomplished <laughs> we and, yeah. and went after and got and yeah. done. And that's, that is our MO is we, we kind of go after things and, and yeah, it's, it's hard to impossible in certain areas when you have this. Yeah. That's just the truth. Yeah. So we feel for all of you people that are out there. And also, I mean, I guess maybe we should talk a little bit about more about people who are working with cancer all the time. I, yeah, I mean, cause that's the norm. That is the norm. And boy, the, the mental and physical struggle of that is, it's can be just really a lot. Yeah. And, and again, the need to then put yourself, I feel like, you know, you have to put all of this energy into work and then all of the rest of your energy into staying healthy. <laughs> like, man, what, what a burden because that to was, bear. that was not your recipe. No, and that truly wasn't. No. I mean, when, when people ask, what did you do? That was a big one is you did focus on yourself. Mm hmm. Oh, not 100%, but yeah. a lot of it was on yourself yeah. for yeah. a couple of years. I mean, it was oh, yeah. focused. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, and... There was something to that. No, I agree with that. I just also think about, you know, people who are working full-time, who are walking into an office every day or whatever kind of yeah. setting, and and all, I, the chatter around them and what that feels like when I would think I would just want to be screaming, I have metastatic breast cancer, <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> or, no I don't know. I don't, and that's, maybe that's just me. Like, how do we, <laughs> how do you live in those, in both worlds, and how do you... Um, I don't know. And that's what, honestly, we don't have experience. With. Yeah. I mean, we just, we just don't. But yeah. we, you know, I've, I'm finding in the, these things that we don't have experience with, we have friends or, or contacts or whatever that do, and we'd be glad to interview them if you guys want to hear more about yeah that. Yeah. And, and how those challenges and how they overcame it or, or whatever. Yeah. We can find a success story there and we'll, we'll get them on here for you if you want to hear about it. So yeah. let us know those kind of things in the notes yeah. or comments or whatever they're called. Yeah, I agree. So um, I now that we've talked about all the things I don't like to talk about, which is finances and careers, I think maybe we should just wrap it up and go on the boat. <laughs> Happy summer. It is hot out today. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks again for listening. And uh, again, if you want to hear something or if you got a comment or want to get in touch with us, leave that comment and we will follow through with that. Absolutely. Luckily, you are still here. Yes, you are. Peace. Hey, everyone. I hope you love this episode of I'm Still Here and I wouldn't want you to miss out on what comes next. So be sure to rate review, and follow this show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast, especially if you found it helpful. We need all the shares, likes, stars, and love we can get. We'd also love to hear from you. Leave your comments and questions, and we'll incorporate them into future episodes. Have a great day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still here. 
After all these years, after all these tears I shed I'm still here And I'm walking this earth like I should be There was days that I didn't know if I would be Feet in the ground and my head in the clouds Cause I'm still here Like I should be Yeah, yeah, like I knew that I could be Here we go, here we go